I'm Leslie. And I'm Amber. And you're listening to The, the Grimmistics. Welcome to episode, is it four? Are we already on episode four? We're on episode four. <gasps> burr, 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 burr. <laughs> We're already almost a whole hand. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I would have never thought of it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wait until we get to 20. That's hands and feet. I'm stoked. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Well, should we just like dive in? Let's go for it. Yeah. All right, Leslie. <laughs> so where are we going today? You had, you didn't tell me for the map. So where where are we? Today we're going to nowhere. Nowhere? To nowhere. What? Like nowhere's a place? Like nowhere is a place. <laughs> and so for our guesses, our listeners, Amber, your husband, Craig, uh, messaged me <laughs> on, I think like, I don't know, it was a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And he goes, if I guess your episode like I won't tell Amber but will you tell me Mm -hmm. and I you know I was like my lips are sealed but like I want to know what's your guess (laughs) and he was he was right it's really he was right (laughs) (laughs) and I'm surprised he was the only one who got it because I didn't think I was being super sneaky about it but okay so before we find out what it is can I because we did talk a little he didn't tell me like he promised but we talked a little because he was like People, I don't know if people believe us when we say we don't know. We don't. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, we have no idea what each other is doing. Yes. So he asked me what the clue meant. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. And I, (laughs) I, I said it to him a couple of times. And then I told him, I was like, I keep thinking the Wizard of Oz. There's a dog there. Homeward Bound. There are a couple dogs there. Benji. (laughs) Like I was going through movies. Like my last episode totally threw me off of the guessing game. And then we're kind of talking and I'm like, well, there's Scooby-Doo, but that's not a small dog. And then he goes, I think I know. And then he just stopped talking. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. So you you connected the dots perfectly for him. Um, So it's Scooby-Doo? No, it's not Scooby-Doo. Oh. So how I got about this, I saw this meme on Reddit and it was saying, for those of you who know of Courage, the Cowardly Dog. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Like, did you know it was based off of a true story? What? And so, like, I hated Courage, the Cowardly Dog as a kid. Me too. Me too. It it just scared me to death. I was terrified (laughs) of it. And so, you know, me being a procrastinator, I didn't necessarily look into it. I just saw that meme and I was like, oh, that's what I'm doing my next episode on. (laughs) You know, we had someone say, I want it to be scary. And Courage was a terrifying, that show was so scary (laughs) for children. For children. I do have to jump in. So your mom said that it wasn't scary enough. One of my coworkers is having nightmares. And the only (gasps) reason that she thinks she is, is because she started listening to our (gasps) podcast. Oh, no. That's (laughs) so so sad. Yeah. So PSA, like you can have nightmares, Nancy. I'm sorry. It's not scary (laughs) enough for you. But also like kind of 
I told my coworker, I was like, I'm kind of stoked though, because that's kind of like not the goal, but it's a good. Yeah, no, that's thing we kinda, for us. We want to spook you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still very sorry for your friend. That's I hate that nightmares are terrible. Yeah, so she said that her dream has just been her running away from something. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the worst. That's a terrifying dream. Well, and she's like, this dream stuff started when I started listening to your podcast. And oh, I was like, oh my no. god, <laughs> we put that that bad thought in her head. <laughs> yeah. So now she's just being, you know, terrorized in her dreams. I apologize, Chia. <laughs> so Chia, I'll tell you now. I hyped it up. I said it was going to be super scary. But that was before I did any research. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm not sure it's going to be scary, but what I did learn is super crazy, I think. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let me pull up my handy dandy notes. Amber, you got your drink? I've got my drink. Some more wine because that's the type of lady I am. It's because you're classy. I drink a freaking truly out of a can last episode because I am not classy. You are classy. You're bringing the class here. <laughs> Mostly it's just because Craig and I found a wine that tastes like juice. So however classy oh. that is. <laughs> it is. It's still classy. Okay. So we're going to start off with my sources. Um, I found uh, a blog by a girl named Alex Matuso and oh. she also has a YouTube channel. Um, and so her blog and her YouTube is called The Spooky Stuff. Ooh. And she's super cute. So if you're bored and you want to look up some weird stuff, definitely check her out. Well, I definitely will. Um, I also looked on Courage the Cowardly Dog on Wikipedia, which I know isn't <laughs> super reliable, but I only did basic stuff on that one. Mm-hmm. An article in the El Paso Times written by Victor Martinez. Ooh. An article written on The Lineup, um, which is written by Gary Sweeney. And my last one is an article on the Malfactors Register, which was written by Mark Gribben. Jeez, that's a lot of research. Oh, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So Courage the Cowardly Dog is a children's show about a little purple dog named Courage. Courage lives with his owners, Muriel and Eustace, in a place called Nowhere. Oh, I forgot they lived in Nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I said we're going Nowhere. <laughs> and the show was released in november of 1999 and ran until november 2002 on um the cartoon network which i feel like all of those shows were kind of weird if we're being honest they were yeah yeah i i watched that as a child and it was weird (laughs) yeah i did not watch cartoon network after a certain hour because i knew that it would freak me the fuck out yes there was weird stuff on that So while this was a children's show um, on Wikipedia, it was tagged under dark humor, (laughs) comedy horror, and supernatural. Um, So I don't know why that ever, why anyone was like, oh, a children's show. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I can't, I can't think of a reason. And so like I said, like I was petrified of this show. When I was a kid, so I only watched like a very small handful of them. Mm -hmm. But the basis of the show, for those of you who don't know, was that Courage was a dog who was scared of everything. (laughs) And I think he also walked on his hind feet, which is kind of weird. (laughs) Just Oh, like a person? Yeah. (laughs) Just as a side. (laughs) I thought that was weird. Um, (laughs) Courage was petrified and was just convinced that he and his owners were going to like die a terrible death always, like every episode. Oh, geez. Which like... Thinking about it now is maybe why I hated it because, you know, like I love dogs and Courage, mm-hmm. even though he's a cartoon dog, 
he was still a little cutie for me and I didn't like that he was sad you know I'm trying to like analyze why I hated this show so much um (laughs) and so like maybe I just felt bad for him but well and sorry side note his name is courage but he's scared of everything the irony I know that was a good (laughs) thought on the writer's behalf yes it was right good what is that like creative thinking I don't know yes Um, yes So Muriel was a little Scottish lady and she was like really kind and caring and loving and honestly kind of clueless. (laughs) Like as I, (laughs) I, so I rewatched an episode and I made Robbie watch it with me because I was too (laughs) scared to watch it alone. (laughs) And as an adult, like she was definitely clueless to like everything that was happening. And Eustace was just pretty much an asshole. Like he was, Uh (laughs) like he was grumpy and he was mean. And he would, like, always scare Courage. He used to, like, put this green mask on. And I remembered this as a kid. But then when I rewatched it, he would, like, put this mask on and scare Courage. Which, again, maybe another reason I didn't like the show. Because he's <laughs> used his, his... I was abusing his dog. Yes, right. Like, Eustace <laughs> was abusing his poor puppy. So I didn't like that. So the trio lived on a little farmhouse and um, in the show, there was, like, no one around them. They didn't have neighbors. There was, like, no town. But yeah, they always had like house guests. <laughs> but you know, again, again, I'm analyzing this show as an adult, and I'm like, this makes no sense. <laughs> so on Wikipedia, um, under the premise of the show, it said that they had encounters with, and I quote, monsters, aliens, demons, mad scientists, zombies, and vampires. <gasps> sound like a horrible set of house guests right again again a children's show we as children watched this um so now i know why i was horrified because you know i wasn't into like scary stuff as a kid amber can contest to this like i hated scary movies as a kid yeah you did yeah we forced you we forced you into the scary life like I am the complete opposite I grew up loving horror movies watching them every weekend and now like I can't even watch old episodes of Goosebumps because I freaked out (laughs) yeah no like we totally did a complete switch because like we did now I love that now I watch scary (laughs) stuff for like shits and gigs (laughs) so okay so like I said I rented a episode they're on HBO Max but I didn't want to pay for it so Mm. I just like rented an episode and I googled the creepiest episode (laughs) I I I wanted to know what I was getting myself into oh gosh Um, nightmares so if you want to watch it it's called Freaky Fred and it's episode eight season one so in this episode Muriel's nephew Fred comes to visit Um, we learn that he recently escaped out of an insane asylum What? (laughs) Because he has an obsession with being a barber. And so, like, fans have said that maybe the inspiration was, like, Sweeney Todd. Oh, I love Sweeney Todd. Like, we all know how that ends. (laughs) And so, basically, at the end of the episode, Fred locks Courage in the bathroom and shaves him. And it's terrifying. Oh, my God. And um, so, like I said, I did watch it. I can confirm 10 out of 10. It wasn't good. I, di- <laughs> I didn't like it. I, obvi- <laughs> you know, I didn't, I wasn't scared as an adult, but my husband who didn't watch it as a kid, he was like, I wasn't allowed to watch this show, <laughs> which <laughs> makes, <probably> good. <laughs> makes me laugh because my parents yeah. were so strict about what I watched, but yeah. And so good on your mother-in-law <laughs> for shutting that one down. Right. <laughs> and so he, like I said, I made him watch it and he was like, 
that was the weirdest 20 or I think it was only like 12 minutes but he was like that was the weirdest 12 minutes of my life <clears throat> if anyone wants to rewatch, you can find it on Amazon. Jeez. Um, and so to be honest, like I have no idea how the show ends because ain't nobody got time for that, especially me as a kid. <laughs> um, but when I was Googling everyone, everything that kept popping up was did Muriel and Eustace die at the end of the oh, show? And on. so I'm thinking that's how it ended. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Oh my God. I, I'm trying to remember. I feel like when this show was popular, I had to be in like, well, we, sorry, we had to be in like fifth, sixth grade when this was like hitting its stride. I can't. It was created in um, 99. So we were like, what was it? Four, five, five. <laughs> Math. Um, We were young. We were too young. No, 93. <laughs> we were six. Okay. 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 <laughs> I said five. <laughs> you, okay. <laughs> close enough <laughs> well we weren't <laughs> but it went from 99 to when i know you said that 2002 okay so 2002 so maybe it was maybe it was grade school maybe i'm rounding up so that's even more terrifying i just remembered <laughs> i used to watch it at my grandma's and it was awful so i saw this meme on reddit because i have nothing better to do with my time than look up stupid shit on reddit and i i saw this picture <laughs> and it was and i recognized it because i'm like scarred for life by this show but it was Courage's house <laughs> on the top. And on the bottom, it was like a real life farmhouse. And they looked identical. Oh. Like, no way. I mean, it was like the creators saw that photo of that house and drew it. <laughs> and so that's when I was like, oh, my God, this must be true. <laughs> like, it really was inspired by <laughs> a real a real story. Um, so on the caption of that photo, it says, fun fact, the middle of nowhere was an actual place located in New Mexico. The elderly couple who owned the house with their dog repeatedly witnessed many strange incidents. They once reported seeing a creature they identified as a skinwalker. What? If you notice. I don't. You don't know a skinwalker? No. Oh, girl. <laughs> Isn't that us? We walk with skin. <laughs> no, no, no. no? I- I'll do an episode on skinwalkers. Okay. You want to be scared? I'll scare you. <laughs> Um, and so, so they saw skinwalkers and after reporting what they had seen, um, the family disappeared under strange circumstances and only their dog was found what alive. Um, it didn't say alive, but I'm assuming alive. So that, so. that's what that photo said. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what I saw when I was like, oh, I'm going to scare everybody's pants off. Like I was so excited. <laughs> well, and then, you know, the creators of the show are like, you know what this sounds like? This sounds like a child show. This sounds like the perfect, perfect for young yes. children. Perfect to scare them and scar them and <laughs> never make them want to live on a farmhouse. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Definitely, definitely not. So like I said, I said that last week when we recorded mm-hmm. before I did any research. Um, and so come to find out there actually is not a place called Nowhere, New Mexico. Oh. <laughs> that, that doesn't exist. <laughs> So first sign that that meme is not correct, number one. You got faked out by Reddit. Um, shocker. I should have known. <laughs> and so upon like looking into it, you know, there were some cases in the area of New Mexico that kind of sounded similar, like where couples disappeared, but a lot of them were in Roswell, New Mexico. And I don't know. Do you know? Are you familiar with that? Is that like Area 51 or whatever? It's not Area 51, but there have been like the most UFO sightings in Roswell mm. in like the country. Okay. And so I was oh, wow. like, oh, well, I'm not even going to look into that because I'm sure the amount of weird cases in that town are just off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> 
But this one popped up and I and the rest of the internet sleuthers who have looked into this mm-hmm. kind of think that this case could have been connected or if not, it's just a freaking insane case. So, oh. all right. So we're going to be talking about Margaret and William Patterson. Oh. And the story of them is wild. Sorry, your dog moved in the corner of the screen and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Her head just popped up and I, I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> poor Rog. She's so scary. I know. Well, when she wasn't there and then she was. Oh, now she's coming up to say oh, hi. Oh, hi, Roxy. Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay. My own little courage. Yeah, your own little courage. <laughs> she's she's a little bigger, but yeah. Um, so this case surrounding Margaret and William, there are theories ranging from murder to alien abductions and even the idea that the pair were spies and like completely disappeared oh my gosh so it's bananas so i still felt like it was good enough to talk about okay okay so some background of the two um friends of the couple said that the two you know were nice they were all right but they were super mysterious friends of margaret said that she was kind and warm however she would like never tell her friends when her birthday was which I get, I mean, that just seems like an old lady thing to me. No offense to older women. Like, but you know what I mean? To me, that doesn't seem weird. See, now that you've said spy, I'm like, she's a spy. <laughs> <laughs> right? I put that little. No birthday. <laughs> well, and so people were like, oh, so she's like really secretive. Like, you know, she is mysterious. She doesn't want us to know when her birthday is or how old she is. Mm-hmm. But even though they all said that. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on. Oh my god. My soul left my body. If that makes it, I am so sorry. Raising a bunch of heathens in here. Okay. All right. So sorry. You're okay. Um,. Okay, so even though they all said that Margaret wouldn't tell them how old she was, mm-hmm. somehow everybody knew that she was 47. In 1957, we're talking, the time frame that we're looking at is 1957. And her husband, William, was 10 years her senior. Holy sh**. No, no <laughs> right. hate. No hate. Sorry. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that. No hate to anyone who is 10 years senior or junior. Whatever. Uh, to yeah. their spouse. <laughs> Well, and, you know, everybody, all the articles made that sound like it was such a big deal. But, like, mm-hmm. if she wouldn't tell us her birthday, then how do we even really know yeah. that he was 10 They could have been the same age, yeah. you know? Maybe he just looked 10 years her senior. <laughs> yeah, I, there are photos of them, and oh, I'll post are. them. Ooh, yay. Um, and he does look much older than her. Mm. Well, also, maybe she's just not good at secrets. So maybe she's like, I'm not going to tell you my birthday, but somewhere she let it slip, like, Oh, I am one year closer to the senior discount. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Something to give her age away. Maybe she said something that they were like, oh, including if there are a bunch of people saying they knew her age, like she had to have let it slip somewhere. Right. Also, this was 1957. So this could be rumor, but Mm. I don't think so. So we'll find (laughs) out. Um, All right. So William, on the other hand, like I said, he was 10 years older and um, he was quiet. And a lot of people said he wasn't very inviting. Like he wasn't he didn't like to make like a lot of new friends. Um, However, he had a lot of friends that were really involved in the case of them. 
But naturally, you know, Muriel was really nice and Eustace was an asshole. And so <laughs> Margaret and William kind of fit that description. Oh, okay. Margaret was super kind and nice mm-hmm. to everybody. And William was like his best friend said he was like extravagant and like, kind of like to show off and was just kind of, oh. yeah, like a D-bag. <laughs> we all know the type (laughs) yes we do unfortunately and so friends of the couple said that neither William or Margaret would talk at all about their childhoods other than to say that it was like really dark and lonely and sad which is just really yeah like uh, that's depressing yeah and so they didn't even know how long the two had been married they didn't know when the two met like, they knew nothing about their past other than they lived in El Paso now. I don't oh. know if I said that. This could be really bad storytelling. Sorry, friends. <laughs> what people did know was that William grew up in Chicago and worked as a circus barker. A what? I didn't know what a circus barker was. Yeah. So I Googled it, and it's basically someone who like, advertises. He would, like, advertise the attractions that they had, just trying to get people to, like, come to the circus or the carnival. That makes sense. So he just Mm -hmm. stood outside and barked at people. Yeah, right. I I guess as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) That's a a career, yes. (laughs) I mean, it must have been. And the only other thing that the friends knew about Margaret and William was that Margaret's family did not like William at all. And so they basically said, it's either him or us. And she obviously chose William. Okay, she's confusing me with what she's sharing with everybody. I'm not going to tell you my birthday (laughs) so you can give me gifts and a cake. But let me tell you that my family despises my husband (laughs) and I'm disowned because I chose to stay with him. Like, that's true. I I, you can tell someone your birthday without telling them the year. So like you could still be kind of sleuthy with that. I don't think I would share that information about disowning but like everybody hates you because you wanted a certain for the rest of your life yeah i don't know if i would share that either right she's she's got a a weird uh sense of privacy (laughs) i didn't think about that (laughs) oh i said it was one more thing one one more thing um william's friends like his really close friends knew that he had a 20 year old girlfriend in Mexico. <gasps> yeah. What? So her family <laughs> disowns her for staying with him and then he gets a fucking girlfriend? Yeah. Oh my god. Biggest douchebag. Right, who's like 30 years younger than him. Almost almost 40 years because he's 57 and she's 20. Ugh. What? Ugh. I know. Not I- worth losing your family over if they're going to be that shitty. Yeah, exactly. And I even like wrote down like why do all the douchebags like always have girlfriends? I don't know. Ladies, it's not worth it. <laughs> I'll just let you know. It's not worth getting with a married man. Yeah, yeah look for the it. ring and run the other direction. He is someone else's problem. Right. Let it be. Well, in like El Paso is only nine minutes away. Or not nine <laughs> minutes. El Paso is only nine miles. <laughs> it's only nine miles away. I Googled it. <laughs> um, so like I would assume that he like saw her often. Oh, my God. His girlfriend. What a- it's like me driving to, from like me yeah. to you. You know what, what I mean? horrible person. So. Ew. Yeah. And her name was Estefania, Ooh, I think it's a pretty name. It's really pretty. There's a lot of letters. So if I'm <laughs> saying it wrong, I apologize. Oh my gosh. And so William's like bestie for the restie. He comes up <laughs> quite often in this case. <laughs> um, he had admitted that William had gotten like super like shit faced a few like weeks before mm-hmm. they went missing. 
and said that he had gotten into a fight with a waiter in Mexico because the waiter wouldn't serve his girlfriend, Estefania. And like, I want to know what, like, what was the fight about? Like serve her what? Like alcohol? Yeah. He wouldn't say like, was it like a a no shoes, no shirt, no service type thing? Like, (laughs) I I just want to know. She came in topless and the waiter was like, you can't do that here. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, I just want to know why. Also, Will, that's what you get for marrying or marrying for dating someone who's 20. Like, (laughs) that's what you get. Like, I don't know what the drinking laws were in the 50s or in Mexico. I know a lot of people can like drink in Mexico pretty much at any age, at least from what I've been told. I I just don't. I just want to know, like, what was the fight? Was it a physical fight? Was it an argument? Like, how aggressive was William in his past, basically, is what Mm. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so while they were similar to Muriel and Eustace, William and Margaret did not have a dog, but they had a cat named Tommy. Right. Well, Tommy. And he was an orange little tabby. There was a picture of an orange tabby that they said was Tommy. It could have just been any other cat. I don't know, but he was cute. We're going to post that, by the way. We are going to post <laughs> okay, the okay. maybe Tommy, maybe stock photo of an orange cat. <laughs> I can do that. Okay. Uh, and friends said that Margaret would treat Tommy like a quote unquote, a mother loves a child, which is like me. With my yeah, dogs. I get that. <laughs> I mean, I just like verbally assaulted them because they attacked each other in my room. But I swear I love them. <laughs> Like my own. (laughs) So she's like a normal person with a pet. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Well, normal now. I'm not sure how normal it was in the 50s because everybody said it was weird, but like, I think it's normal. And the last thing, the the couple owned the Patterson Photo Supply Company in El Paso. Mm -hmm. All right. Are you ready for the disappearance? I am ready. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The Pattersons were last seen on March 5th and 6th of 1957 don't ask me why there are two days because they were seen together by the same person so i'm not entirely sure where the fifth and the sixth come into play but that's what maybe they were like i saw yeah last tuesday so i saw them last tuesday it was the fifth oh no no wait it was wednesday the sixth so maybe Hmm. they couldn't figure out which date it was i don't know okay fair enough fair enough that could be true it should have said fifth or sixth, not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really understand that. <laughs> but the last person to see them was a neighbor named Jerry Cash. And she had taken some Girl Scout cookies over to the Pattersons on one of those early mornings. Can I pause you real quick? This doesn't yes. have to go into the episode, but uh, I'm eating Girl Scout cookies oh! right now. <laughs> In my notes, I wrote, cute. Like, uh, if, if my neighbors are listening to this, send me Girl Scout cookies. I, that's so nice. I know. My mother-in-law came in clutch because she has a bunch of Girl Scouts in her class. And <sighs> every year she purchases a box from however many Girl Scouts she has. And then she just distributes them through the family. What a goat. <laughs> I know. So I, and, and this is the first day that I opened them up. I, like, cracked them open just to munch on. So, like, wow. it was meant to be. And you also have so much restraint because Robbie bought like every Girl Scout cookie from this random girl in front of Chipotle <laughs> like two weeks ago. And we ate all of them in like a week. Oh, no. I so. hid them at the back of my pantry to so I would forget oh, there you that go. I had them. Maybe that's what I should have done. But yeah. I just like left them on my counter and ate them all immediately. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, again, any any of my neighbors listening, hook a girl <laughs> up. I like Samoas; those are my fave. Oh, not my fave. I'm a I'm a tag along girl myself. Um, I mean, those are good. They're all delicious. They I are. will say they but. are. <laughs> anyway, unless we've turned into a Girl Scout podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We would like a portion of the proceeds to whatever Girl Scout plays this while she's outside of some dispensary getting the the high money. I'll do reviews. I'll do Girl Scout cookie reviews all day. (laughs) (laughs) So Jerry was interviewed by police and did some interviews with the press after the two went missing and said that the encounter um, was strange and left her feeling like super uncomfortable. She said that Margaret was visibly upset and William was so angry that Jerry felt like she needed to leave immediately. And you're just going to leave your girl, Margaret, with someone who's really angry? Amber, you and I are the same f***ing person. Like, I I know it was the 50s, but if your girl is in a situation like that, you don't f***ing leave. No. No. (laughs) Like, the 50s was when husbands were, you know, just if not more because women didn't have as many rights to get mad about getting beat up like exactly you don't go no and i would assume (laughs) that jerry was a really close friends with her because she was one of the ones that like super involved in the press and where i kind of Mm -hmm. got all that background information so if that's like your bestie Mm -hmm. at least a good enough friend to bring girl scout cookies to you have her back yeah yeah, you don't leave when someone is angry. It doesn't matter if it's just like, you know, a random, you've never seen him angry before, whatever. Like, you don't go when you feel uncomfortable in a situation because most likely the person that you're leaving is uncomfortable. Yeah, I told, like I said, you and I are the same person. <laughs> And maybe that was the fifth because on the morning of March 6th, a man um, named mm-hmm. Cecil Ward, who was William's bestie for the rusty, Cecil is really okay. involved in the case. Mm-hmm. So he saw William's prized Cadillac sitting in the driveway to Cecil's auto body shop. And, you know, he's like, oh, my boy's here. Like, hooray. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) unfortunately, William wasn't who got out of the car. It was a man named Doyle Kirkland. So Cecil said that Kirkland was William's friend. But however, he was also the photo supply store's competition. So Kirkland owned and managed um, Duffy Photo Service, which was like... You know, Dunkin' versus Starbucks on the same corner, basically. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, you know, Cecil was like, what the fuck? Like, why why do you have William's car? Like, this is his prized possession. Why do you have his car? Mm-hmm. And Doyle was like, oh, you know, they're going out of town. And he asked me to get some repairs done on it. And Cecil, you know, it doesn't sit right with him. Yeah, well, and Cecil owns the auto body shop. So why didn't he just go straight to his bestie and say like, right. hey, you know, like that, that's a middleman you don't need. Exactly. And Cecil and Cecil's wife were over at the Patterson's house like three days before this. Mm-hmm. And neither William or Margaret said anything about going out of town or going on vacation. And mm-hmm. Cecil and William had even made plans like two days later to get together. So it it just makes no sense that they would drop all of a sudden everything and go on this weird vacation. And then give your prized possession to your arch nemesis. Well, I mean, Cecil said they were friends, but like Cecil was like business first, you know. Uh, like, were they like those frenemies were like... Pro- yeah, that's kind of what They were probably like. like cordial to each other and then talked mad like schoolgirl shit behind each other's <laughs> back. That's that's pretty much what I'm assuming. Okay. <laughs> that's how it's uh, going to be in my head at least. <laughs> And so Cecil was like, all right, this is not right. And so he calls the police immediately. So like snaps for Cecil. That's what you mm-hmm. do for your friends. Okay. You yeah. reach out, you do the right thing and you call the police. Yeah. 
So police went to the Patterson's home that day and it was in a complete disarray. They said that the sink was like full of dishes and there was like shit all over the floor. And besides the cat being there, there was no one there. Mm. And um, the couple had also left expensive clothing and it was included that it was a real fur coat and an expensive suit of Williams at the dry cleaners. And so the police were like, they wouldn't yeah. leave all of this stuff to go on a vacation and they wouldn't leave their house in a complete mess. Yeah. Like who does that? Like who right. goes on vacation and is like, I'm going to leave this for myself when I get back and I'm exhausted. Right. No, right. You clean up and you get everything squared away. Well, and if her, if everybody's friends were saying that Margaret treated Tommy like a child, oh, yeah. like why would they would have arranged care for him? Right. Yeah. I mean, I know cats don't need the same amount of care as dogs do, but I would assume they would have told Cecil to, like, feed Tommy or, like, give him water, you know? Yeah. Hmm. And so the case was super quiet for two weeks. There was no Leeds, no William, no Margaret. Hmm. And on March 15th, so, like, two weeks after, a man named Herbert Roth, who was Patterson's accountant, received a telegram from a W.H. Patterson. And so he immediately thought it was weird because William's middle name was Durrell. <laughs> so if it was from William, it would have been W.D. Patterson. But you said it was like a, a telegram. A telegram. Mm-hmm. So then maybe they got their clicks wrong because don't they have to count the clicks? Or oh, is that's that a telegraph? True. I don't. I, aren't they the same thing? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that. Mm hmm. But Herbert, which I love the name Herbert. I love all these old names. We talk about these names like Beulah and Belva and Herbert and Al. (laughs) I just love those names. (laughs) Um, Hubert thought it was really weird. You know, the name discrepancy was super weird. But the telegram instructed Roth to act as the business manager to the photo supply company and to sell a mobile home that they had owned, that the Pattersons had owned, and use the proceeds from that sale to support the photo supply company. Oh, um, the telegram also asked Roth to rent out their home for at least nine months while they were away. What? <laughs> yeah. So they they don't plan on going, do the dishes, clean up the floors, take the cat, and have someone else live there? Like, that. that's, it all sounds like this was well planned out, but there's no evidence of it being planned out. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds super weird and fishy. Mm-hmm. But the best part of this telegram was um, the last thing on the telegram was that Roth should hire a new store manager for the photo supply store. And whoever had written this telegram left a name of who he wanted to be in charge. Oh, yeah? And it was Kirkland Doyle. What? <laughs> His little frenemy. And so... Roth is like, no, this, you know, this, again, snaps for Herbert being a good friend. (laughs) Man, for William being the douche, he's got better friends. (laughs) I know. He has such good friends. Like, bros before hoes, they took that that word seriously. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Goodness. So Roth turned the telegram um, over to police. Because remember, they, the two had been missing for two weeks with, like, Mm -hmm. no leads or anything. Um, So he was just hoping that it would come up with some sort of lead. Yeah. And they did find that the origin of the telegram was a Western Union in Dallas. However, while some telegrams were, like, written down on like, a mm-hmm. piece of paper and then submitted and then, like, retyped. Mm-hmm. This telegram order was called in by phone. And so, like, anybody could have done it. Right. You know, they didn't have handwriting to confirm that it was even William in the first place. Weird. While it was kind of a lead, it wasn't a lead, you know, to where they were or where mm-hmm. they could be. Mm-hmm. And so, like... 
up until that point, that was it. Mm-hmm. They had the telegram. They knew that they were gone, but that was it. And so for me, like, obviously, I think Kirkland Doyle was responsible. All of a sudden, he gets this new business. That was his comp- competition. He gets Williams yeah. Price car. Like, everything just seems to be going super great for Kirkland, <laughs> you know, since the disappearance. Uh, mm-hmm. But police said that while he was, like, a suspect, it obviously wasn't enough because yeah. they didn't. This case is still unsolved. So, you know, oh, wow. there's no no leads as to where they are. Um, and actually, by the 1960s, uh, apparently Doyle had left El Paso and police have never been able to track him down. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting, right? Hmm. These businesses are nowhere to be found. This man's nowhere to be found. Hmm. It smells fishy. It does. Mm-hmm. So like I said, for me, it's like the logical reason, but... Either, like, he didn't do it and yeah. he just has, like, the best luck in the world <laughs> or he got away with something, so. <laughs> yeah, jeez. The case is still open and completely unsolved, but Margaret and William were officially declared dead on March 27th, 1964. So let's talk about theories. Yes. And they're pretty much, like, all over the board. I would think it's just, like, a murder case. Like, it seems like an easy cut and dry case to me. Oh, but, but people run with things and magical mm-hmm. things happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And because they were so, like, such a mysterious couple, I think that really made the community just spin these, like, outrageous stories. Oh, yeah. So, um, so the UFO theory that they were abducted by aliens, like, is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the biggest reason why they are connected to Courage and the real story behind Courage. Mm-hmm. But, like, I couldn't find anything <laughs> in regards, you know, they never uh, said that they saw anything. And I even went as far to see if there were like ufo sightings in el paso oh during that time and there was none like there was nothing crazy <laughs> <laughs> so i just think that that was someone on the internet who just decided you know whoever first made this connection to this case mm-hmm. they threw that out there yeah many believe that william killed margaret and fled um to live with his mistress which like is oh. definitely like he he could have killed her for sure. Oh, you yeah. Know. The mistress is in Mexico. So that's like right. a thing criminals do. But I wouldn't necessarily think that that's that he you know, like I said, he could have killed her. But I don't think he went off with Estefania mm-hmm. um, because police actually interviewed her. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And she had said that William had told her that he needed to, quote unquote, disappear quickly and do it soon. What? Again, no context to what the f- that was about. <laughs> but and, and actually, she ended up retracting that statement she said that she never said it and i don't know what the circumstances were i don't know Mm -hmm. but it's on record that she said that and actually william's father like pops up during the investigation for some reason (laughs) which you know is weird because everybody said he didn't talk about his family and had no connection to them but i guess they had like a court Mm -hmm. hearing for this and they interviewed his dad and his dad basically said that William was like a wanderer, you know, <laughs> fancy hands, and that he had like disappeared often. And he wasn't surprised that the couple all of a mm. sudden were missing. And so for him, he felt like they were just off living somewhere off the grid happily ever after. Not without the cat, they're not. Right. Yeah, no. Especially, like I said, for me, it just so it sticks in so hard that they mm-hmm. said that Margaret loved that cat so much. Like, I could just can't imagine that she, if it's like me, like I would never leave my dog. Yeah, if she had a say in the matter, that cat would have been gone too. Exactly. So in the 1960s, the county sheriff for El Paso actually got a lead that the couple was seen in Mexico. Hmm. And so they had a team travel down there and this tip came from like a resort mm-hmm. down there. And so they went down there and they showed um, staff photos of William and Margaret. 
And some of the staff were like, oh yeah, we know them. They were here just a few weeks ago. But there was no record that William and Margaret had a room mm-hmm. there. There were, you know, no Pattersons, no aliases. Like there was no mm-hmm. notice of them. So that that pretty much went cold. Because even though they, they had eyewitnesses saying that they had seen them, there was no paper trail to yeah. back it up. And then the case sat cold for another 20 years until a former caretaker of the Patterson's property came forward with some, like, banana details. Oh, yeah? Okay. So his name is Ronaldo Nangare, and in 1984, he told police that upon entering William and Margaret's home, after they had disappeared, he had found what he thought was blood on the garage floor. Oh. Oh, and that's just... All right. Warning. It's kind of disgusting. (laughs) Um, Gray also said that he found a piece of human scalp on a boat propeller that they had in their garage what (laughs) yeah so investigators were obviously like what the like where the were you 20 years ago why are we just hearing about Yeah, did they not go to the house like at all (laughs) when they were pronounced missing they said they did which is weird (laughs) how did a scalp stay on the boat (laughs) well and it's like so nan gray he never said you know if he had maybe gone like the fifth and then the police went the sixth because nan gray said that he cleaned it up like he admitted like he cleaned everything up and made it look normal but I, it's just so weird because the police said that they went to the house and that the house was, you know, f***ed up. Yeah. But then they didn't check the garage. And so then it's like, okay, so if Nan Gray cleaned the garage on the 5th, why wouldn't he clean the rest of the house on the 6th? Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. No. But police were like, okay, so why the f*** are you just coming cleared out? Like, what, you know. Yeah, 20 this years This could have later. been useful information. Yeah. Nan Gray said that he was here in the country illegally. And so he was afraid that if he had come forward, he would have been deported. But the logistics of that whole thing just doesn't make sense to me. Unless he did something, like I think they'd be like, "Oh, thanks for the good info." Like we'll we'll turn the other cheek to, you know, or you could use it as leverage for a deal. Hey, I didn't do anything. I here's this information. Please don't deport me. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I think I mean obviously I don't know how it was in the fifties, mm-hmm. but like nowadays, if you have information of a murder, police don't give a shit. Yeah, it's. Well, it's not a big deal. <laughs> there's a lot of leeway. Like, there's a thing, too, where if you happen upon someone at a party and they're, you know, sick or dying or whatever, it's like a don't ask, don't tell kind of situation where paramedics and police, if you call and it's for life-saving stuff, like, you won't get in trouble for underage partying. I remember that was, like, a really big deal yep. in college. Like, colleges make sure kids know that because, you know, you're not going to stop people from partying. So I feel like if there's a piece of a scalp, the police are going to be like, all right, we won't deport you. Don't get any trouble. Become a citizen as soon as you can. Thank you for the piece of head. Literally. I mean, (laughs) a a piece of scalp. Okay, so if if Nan Gray had, like, made that up, holy shit, what an imagination that dude has. Like, he could have said anything, even if it was just, like, hair. That Mm -hmm. that still is a gruesome detail, but it wouldn't be, like, he saw a piece of scalp yeah on this propeller just it's just so weird um and so you know they were like thanks for nothing thanks for telling us this terrible story but we have no we can't back in any of that up and still again william and margaret are nowhere to be found there's no trace of them and so it pretty much sat again for another few years and then in 2009 the el paso county sheriff um named leo I can't say his last name. So we're just going to call him Deputy Leo. Mm. 
actually he'd be a sheriff he'd be sheriff leo not <laughs> deputy but um so he gave an interview in regards to the missing case because it's you know el paso's most like infamous cold case yeah. like still to this yeah. day and so he had told reporters that he had thought that the pattersons were spies and finished their assignments in el paso and left without a trace like that's what that's literally what he thinks happened so then the love of the cat was all fake i i guess i i even if i was a spy i would still take my dogs but <laughs> You're nicer you spy. You yeah. <laughs> if Leslie, her husband, and her dogs go missing, she was a spy the whole time. <laughs> Can't tell people my secret, geez. <laughs> but it, but if the dogs are still there, then it's missing person. Yes. and it's not spy. <laughs> That's a, perfect. Yeah, seriously. If my dogs are still here and I'm not around, you know, it's gone down and it's not good. <laughs> But Leo's only, like, reasoning for this theory was that supposedly William was taking photos of military equipment at a at Fort Bliss, which is a military base in Texas. And, like, that's it. Like, that's the only reasoning that I could find on the internet. And I read, you know, five articles about this. Like, and that was it. That's the only reasoning. Well, and I'm going to throw this out there. When we lived in Cheyenne, we lived very close to a base. And I accidentally drove onto it while we lived in Cheyenne. <laughs> <laughs> Had no clearance to do so. It took like <laughs> two guards to stop me to tell me I made a wrong turn. And then they were very polite in letting me turn back. <laughs> so, th- I mean, that means nothing. Nothing. No, it really means nothing. I- I've been on a lot of military bases. I- my family is in the military. There, mm. My parents took pictures. I have seen people take pictures. And he also owned a photo supply store. So he probably was <laughs> taking photos for his company. <laughs> Yeah, he was showing how great his quality is. <laughs> well, too, if he's from Chicago, he's like a tourist. You know what I mean? Because they didn't yeah. say when these photos were taken, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But that's what the... I mean, obviously, I would think that there's something more... You know, there's more detail behind that if that's what the county sheriff thinks happened. Yeah. There's more reason. Maybe he just likes to, like, you know, heat the flame or whatever that saying is. <laughs> Stir the pot. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so like that's literally it this couple has never been seen ever again (laughs) and there's no leads there's no there's nothing complete cold case well I'm gonna throw out an idea let's hear it let's see if I can remember it I thought of it a minute ago and now I'm distracted Uh, (laughs) so (laughs) I think William killed Margaret and then had to get the fuck out of town and gave all of the shit that he did to is it Duffy yeah well he owned a his name is Kirkland yeah Kirkland, sorry. So I think he gave all of his shit to Kirkland because he was like, well, good job, friend of me. Like, you win. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he dipped. So I I kind of believe what the mistress said about him saying he needed to get out of town quick. I think he killed his wife and gave his prized possessions away because they were things that could, like, pinpoint him. And then he, I mean, either disappeared or, you know, maybe... I don't know. I don't know what. And then he sent this telegram and maybe he did the initial wrong on purpose. Maybe someone else did it. And then he like got off scot-free, you know? So you think he like uh, gave those things to Kirkland to frame him? Maybe to frame him or he was like, I can't tell my friends. My friends are are do-gooders and will look for me when I go missing. And they'll probably tell the police (laughs) when I tell them I murder my wife. So maybe he gave it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe he gave it to 
his frenemy and was like, here's the deal. I'm going to be, I'm running away out of town. I will give you my company and you will have your company and you'll have this monopoly over this little town, which I am surprised it needed two of whatever they did. I mean, El Paso <laughs> is pretty big, but yeah. <laughs> oh, but their area, I yeah. guess maybe. And then he's like, and here, and you know, I'll tell you what I did. I killed my wife. So maybe he knew, but he didn't do anything say or do anything yeah and then and then he was like i'll give you all this stuff but also if you rat me out or something i can make it look like you Mm -hmm. you did it you know what i mean so maybe that's a good idea yeah because for me i feel like kirkland is sleazy oh yeah for me like do you watch bob's burgers yes i do (laughs) for me like kirkland is like jimmy pesto in this situation Mm, and he's just an Mm -hmm. apple yeah Yeah. uh Mm -hmm. so (laughs) like that's how i'm picturing it I would be I wouldn't be surprised like I mean this is something I'm making up in my head right now <laughs> but I, if he's as sleazy and shit as he sounds I wouldn't be surprised with him being like yeah I'll have a monopoly right. on this and like sorry you killed your wife I didn't like her anyway yeah, yeah and then mm-hmm. he reaped the rewards and then I'm sure after a while when he started to realize it was pointing to him he was like well this guy disappeared I'm gonna disappear and he did yep took the money and ran yeah I think out of the two uh, or out of everything happening those two are the ones that are most suspicious yeah no I told it my opinion was Kirkland but no mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is super plausible too um, yeah so God. uh so yeah like I said that's it and I mean trying to connect it back to courage which was my original <laughs> intention um I mean they could keyword could have inspired that show Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think so. Um, you know, I think that was just something someone did on the internet to get likes. Uh, but it was a super interesting story. So I'm glad that I found it. <laughs> you stumbled upon it, which is great. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I think people stumble upon things. Like, I wouldn't write it off if it was roughly based. Maybe they didn't find out more information. But if it was roughly based around two people who you know suddenly disappeared yeah yeah so i mean i wouldn't be surprised if one of those writers didn't hear if not that story something probably like it right i'm sure there were a lot of stories like that where the woman was like nice and had a a little baby animal and the dude was an asshole yeah i agree (laughs) i think that it's totally plausible so like yeah that's i mean that's pretty much it wow we don't know where they are and i don't think we ever will that's a really interesting deep dive that you found yeah. randomly. <laughs> right. I know. Thank, thank you, Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Good job. That's a lot of great information that you figured out. Thank you. You're welcome. But here I am. I'm ready. I'm ready for my clue. Okay. I, I'm going to be good at this one of these days. <laughs> so this one, it's a little, I think it's easy. I had a hard time figuring out how to make it difficult because <laughs> it's a pretty well-known so this is true crime so i feel okay. like it's okay to give people whether it's paranormal true crime whatever because yeah. then at least you can pinpoint where you want to look so this is true crime and i th- i think it'll be easy what i've looked into and this is just little like hints but what i've looked into is this is a really well-known case i didn't know that <laughs> um <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. And then like the more I looked into it, I was like, oh, people should know about this. I just am very specific on what I know about true crime is what this is showing me. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's probably good that you you have an umbrella of true crime, not like me yes. where I'm like obsessed with everything. Yeah. <laughs> I do love true crime yes. and I love the stories I hear about, but definitely I think I hear it and I process it and then it's gone and I totally forget. <laughs> so you could probably 
tell me the same thing in like 10 episodes and I'll be like, oh my God, that's, that's bananas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you just get a surprise moment every time. Okay. I'm excited. Um, now that I've done enough build up the clue. So I bet Mattel, which is these two people had never gotten together. <laughs> I think Leslie right now is freaking out. So she really thinks I she think knows. I know. I'm not going to say it. I won't say it. I'm excited though, because I only, if it's what I think it is, I only know the bare bones. I don't know much about okay. it, so I'm excited. <laughs> so I'll say it again one more time for the listeners. Yes. I bet Mattel wishes these two people had never gotten together. Um, we are going to start doing posts like we did before this episode, where we will specifically have the clue written on a post, and we'll post it on Instagram, and we'll post it on Facebook, so people can go and guess. We had so much fun with the first two clues fun. with people throwing stuff at us and like it honestly got me excited to look into what people were talking about Mm -hmm. (laughs) right like you know with with mine like there were a bunch of guesses and I was like no but tell me about what that is (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so this also is great because your guesses can like lead us to someday probably talking about what you think our our clues are about oh cute I know right so (laughs) inclusive with our listeners You'll feel so special when we look up your case. (laughs) So special. (laughs) (laughs) But this clue will post the day after this episode airs. So on Fridays, look out for the clue post so you can throw your guesses. And then, you know, we want our listeners to feel like they have a community to talk about, you know, what we talk about. (laughs) The weird shit that we talk about. (laughs) Yeah, the weird shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so excited because I could be wrong. And even if I, I'm just excited all around. I can't wait. Let's record well, it now. I mean, just, just <laughs> I have kidding. to do the research. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I could wing it, but I would rather, you know, know stuff first. <laughs> probably beneficial for all of us (laughs) well and i just think these clues like if we can continue to do them i think they're super fun i think they get our listeners stoked and kind of their brains going but it also i was like oh my god scooby-doo's based on real things because of your clue (laughs) like i did no research but i guessed (laughs) (laughs) but so yeah i think that this is going to be a fun thing that we try to keep up so that we can get everybody involved and we can also get ideas for new episodes when they guess Perfect. So yeah, friends, keep keep a lookout on that. And we would love mm-hmm. to see your guesses on that post. And mm-hmm. I don't know, Amber, I can cut this out. But I know a lot of people ask for um, reviews, like to help us out yes. and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're on Apple Podcasts, please. Yes. <laughs> if you like us, uh, <laughs> if you want to keep hearing us, I mean, we will still be talking because you know, <laughs> we live our own lives. But yeah. um, <clears throat> we would really appreciate that if you could throw you know, a five-star review or, you know, hopefully not a one-star. If, if you don't like <laughs> it, just, just listen and move on with your life. But <laughs> Keep your words to yourself. <laughs> exactly. But if you like what we're doing and you want to keep hearing, we would love to know. Yeah. And those reviews are very important. That is actually, um, we've done research. That is how Apple distributes podcasts. So the more uh, five-star reviews we have, the more um, they'll make us visible to uh, people who are not friends and family that we forced into listen. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no forcing. We have persuaded. How's persuaded. That? Yes, I forgot. 
we're doing a positive spin. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, you know, we love the friends and family that we persuaded to listen to us. And we, of course, are so appreciative of that. Um, But our goal is, you know, to continue to do this and just see how it can go. And the best way to do that is to get us out there to people who don't think we're adorable because they know us. (laughs) Which I know all of you guys do already. (laughs) We want strangers to think we're adorable. It's my only goal in life. (laughs) It's to be loved by strangers. Just love me. (laughs) So, yes, good to bring up, Leslie. I agree. That is a thing that we are probably going to start asking for every once in a while just to, you know, share the love. Yes. And now that we've had like a five minute outro, I I think we're good to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, we're done. Thank you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) The Grim Mystics was written and produced by Amber Scribbick and Leslie Gregg. The Grim Mystics episodes are edited by Leslie Gregg. The Grim Mystics theme song was written and produced by Bear and Abby Golden. Cover art was done by Leah Taylor. You can find us on Instagram at The Grim Mystics. You can also follow The Grim Mystics on Facebook at The Grim Mystics.